2: Recorded live. Hello?
1: All right, who's on the line? That's Mon- right. Monty, Bill. Okay, Monty, welcome. How's it going?
0: It's going pretty good.
1: Good, good. I think I heard another voice. Vincent Varink. Vincent is on. Oh, there's your people, Mr. Pratt. Pratt is here, so I think that creates a, oh, right. a quorum. <laughs> How are you guys doing today?
0: Doing all right. All right. All right. Great, great, great. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started. uh,
1: Calling the meeting to order at 6.32 p.m. I'm going to do the Pledge of Allegiance.
2: Our Pledge of
1: Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. To the Republic, Republic, Republic. one nation underdog, under God, uh, indivisible, uh, with
2: liberty and justice. justice. And justice. Oh. And, uh, present we have myself, Mr. Um, Green, Lynn Bell, right.
1: and uh, absent is Trevor McDonald. Also present, we have Mr. Uh, our executive director, Mr. Bailey. So, did uh, everyone receive the agenda today? Yes. Email? Yes. Okay,
2: great. And we have an approval,
1: uh, a motion to approve the agenda for that. So moved. Second. Right. Agenda is approved We're going to forego the reading of the minutes to our school because we have no borders uh, because we're a state school Uh, the others are also um, um, relocation we have uh, listed the uh, demographics comes up quite a bit so I listed that in your report this time as you can see on the report We have primarily African American or black students, 95. However, we have 30 um, white students. So out of the 130, excuse me, out of the um, 137 students, uh, 30 of them are white, which is Um, a a higher percentage of um, Caucasian students in our school than it is in the regular public school district. If we looked at it, if I just did a quick calculation, which I didn't do, I was just curious. uh, If I did the calculation of um, we're about 70% black, 30% white, and other. Okay. All right facilities, I wanted to talk about that the Bishopville Primary School is going to be vacated, and this is just, I'm just bringing it to your attention, I did send a note to Dr. Andrews, who is the uh, superintendent uh, of Lee County, and inquired about that school just as a uh, means of uh, discussion, and surprisingly, she responded, and she said, Mr. Bailey, thanks for asking, which I asked about the primary school being vacant. She says, are you looking to rent or lease? We can discuss. And I, I wouldn't want to lease from them, <laughs> seeing that they have a track record of kicking people out. <laughs> but um, And I haven't responded. I thought I would give you guys the opportunity to talk about that my recommendation would be um, to continue conversations if there were to sell the school um, that might be opportunity to at least see what that looks like versus taking, you know, what we have and um, possibly You know you know, you all have done a fine job in supporting us. You know, I know you guys are um, dedicated in your profession, uh, but uh, that's something to have for discussions. Are we gonna you know, do you need to do an attempt to return, do you wanna dedicate another couple of years, do you wanna roll out or you wanna stay on till we roll somebody? You know, I, I think those conversations need to be had because right now those are things that uh, will keep us um, accountable to or compliant, that's the better word, to our district. Mm-hmm. They want to see those things and that we do have a board succession plan, and right now we do not. I will tell you that I have uh, communicated with a few folks. Um, uh, we did uh, I did have some conversations with Dr. Jennifer um, and her name is skipping me here, Jennifer Heisel from Coker College, and she, you may know her, Monty, I'm I'm not sure she's in, she worked with the Butler Heritage, or has worked with the Butler Heritage on a documentary I think they're working on right now. Um, But anyway, she has her plate full, bottom line, not right now. So uh, we have also, we have meetings, scheduled um uh, with a young lady out of hartsville as well, and that's where my connections are. Her name is um dr Susan um, Reynolds, and she is interested is that the right one? getting her last name mixed up maybe it's not Reynolds Dr. Susan was actually um, given to me by Pastor Calvin Daniel, uh, Nico Cotton, and it was a third person that said, we need to really talk to this person. She bought the Old Berry Bookstore. I don't know if oh. you all know the owner mm-hmm. of that bookstore. You do? Uh, yes. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I didn't know that somebody bought it. That's awesome.
1: Yes, sir. So She's the new owner of the Berry Bookstore, and, but she kind of did a change of career. She's actually a nuclear physicist, Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, and, but she has visited our school uh, without me being here, but she just kind of came, somebody wanted her to see. She was really fond of it. She wants to find out more, you know, anywhere she can help, and I'm trying to source her name and my computer's locking up and it may be the Internet, I don't know. But um, anyway, she... She is one I'm recruiting for the board. Well, we need someone to maybe fill the position that Dr. Um, Sue, um, Susan is Peters, Peter? Dr. Peters had. If you kind of you know kind of feel what I'm saying there, we need mm-hmm. someone to create that um, level of diversity for us from an educational perspective and in and, 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 and other ways. So I'm heavily recruiting there. So we can, by law, appoint uh, two, or it may even be three, but I'm thinking it's two uh, board members without going through, like, an election process. So I think we should do that before you guys switch around. That's a suggestion, but maybe that's not a big deal. I don't know. But as long as you guys are, like, in place, Mm -hmm. or, you know, I think we should, like, appoint some people. And and I think that will really kind of help move us along. All righty. So let's kind of move on here. Uh, let's talk about our plan, our quality instruction. I went to a uh, conference along with an, uh, another instructional leader with us, Kristen English, both of, both of us, went to the Association for Supervision and Curriculum Development, and that was our first time. But that was a great meeting. It's really like an exhibition, so you get to see several different uh, publishers. Um, they're promoting. Basically, it's like a um, it's a it's a exhibition. I mean, you go there and they are selling their products. It's not really selling, so there's no money's being transferred. So I should say they're promoting their products. Their their um, uh, whatever their Um, specialty is in education, they have their booths and you go around to these different booths and it's a huge it was at the Georgia World Congress Center so it was huge and it was really overwhelming to hear all of the different innovative things that are happening in in education. So we got a bag full of stuff and you can't see but I'm showing Jacoby that we're still going through um, that we're you know, that were given to us at that conference. And one of the main things I wanted to talk about that we received, I got a connection from a young lady that um, is going to work with us. There's an email, and I'm kind of getting out of order. It in a little vessel what is in fifth grade what is in fourth grade then I have in these two individuals so we we've, we've had to do something here I mean we want we want to coach students but we' we've, we've had to have hard conversations with parents to say that we may have to recommend your children for exposure if we continue to see these behaviors now we're writing them up but according to our policy, we can do that. You know, we don't want to do that. I never thought about us having to do that, but mm-hmm. it will save the rest of the students. If you have your children in there, trust me, you wouldn't want them sitting beside this individual, When, especially when they have behaviors and they just fly off the handle and there's, you, you don't know what level is going to be a Level 2, level 10, are they going to you, you just can't afford that hostile envi- uh, a student at fifth grade, and then they, if they make a threat, we take it serious. Yes. If you say, I'm going to kill you, that is a level three. And technically, you know, we have to rate it, but technically we could recommend you for exposure because you just made a, a threat because if you carry that out, and I can't say, oh, that's just Jacoby's child, for example, she wouldn't really do that. I don't know that. I'm not the expert. And, and because we have this new safe schools laws that we don't know if you're going to, or the active shooter right. uh, laws where people come and, you know, they really, you know, mean that they're going to kill you. Then the next day they bring a weapon. Right. We need to take it seriously. So what we have to look at is maybe we send you home, Permanently and indefinitely for the year, you can reapply perhaps. That'll be a maybe they take it up to the board because that parent could appeal. They could appeal to the board, no, don't let them take my child out. Maybe so. But I would still hold to it that we send them out the rest of the year, let them go get help somewhere else because we can't, we don't have the capacity to do that during the school day. You know, we're such a small campus, we can't just send you to another school. We can't send you to another part of the campus. There is no other part of the campus. This is it. So we're, we, we had that conversation with the, the parents of these two students, and I think they get it. They were very supportive, which was alarming. I was surprised. I thought they were going to, like, defend their children. But uh, we have a paper trail. Monty, I know you'll be interested in that. We have a paper trail. Everything is documented. We got data from our class dojo from our school psychologists, et cetera, et cetera, so that it will be proven that we've done everything we could in our means to uh, rehabilitate those children before making such a drastic decision. But I I just thought to to make you aware, as we're growing older, kids are going through their puberty, that perhaps we'll see some different behaviors coming up. But this is why we wanted to start K through two at a grade each year because those students that we add that we have, they know us. So the students that we've had a year or two or over at least we've had them at least one year, they know what we expect, and they kind of look at these students and do some peer coaching. Like that's not what we do at PD, and that that's good to see. Uh, going back to my report, I know I'm just talking a lot here because we haven't met last week last year. One question, uh, and, and yeah. we were talking about the behavior of these. this particular instance. How
0: did you all, how did the previous incident get resolved with the young girl who had accused the little boy or whatever? Okay, I think this was like a couple months ago. How did that get resolved?
1: Ah, yeah, uh, yeah. okay. Literally, you got. I got so many things in my head. I think I told you about it, but I don't think I we brought it up in the meeting. Um, I got names in my head that I and I can't. We we got situations. The, the the situation. The boy was off campus. Told his friend that he was going to shoot the girl that accused right. him oh, okay. Some of it. of
0: yeah touching yeah. her inappropriately or whatever. Touching
1: inappropriately or talking to her inappropriately. But I got to pull. I got to pull my file. I, I apologize. I'm not prepared. I, I I know it got resolved. Otherwise, it would probably be on the agenda <laughs> or at least in review. Uh, and I don't want to speak, um, you know, that's, incorrectly. But I do know it was resolved. I just, in my mind right now, I just can't put the. That's together. fine. Like I said, since we were talking about behavior, I, that my mind went back to that situation. Right. I do know it was resolved and we did work with um, uh, the district on that. I, I just uh, have to pull my notes it, and I can I can pull that um, while we're before we leave and perhaps provide that information. Um, so and any other questions feel free to ask uh, that lets me know that uh, we're communicating. All right, so quality instruction as I mentioned about the um, the conference we went to, and we're partnering with this company that will help us track those behaviors. And so we want to be proactive and look at preventative management or, or um, preventative um, uh, activities, program strategies where we're not uh, uh, reacting to situations, and that way we can build the character skills in the students that we want to see demonstrated rather than just policing them and just sending them out, you know, for out-of-school suspension and that sort of thing, which has been uh, based on research is not as effective when you talk about rehabilitating students uh, as it is these other types of positive behavioral systems that we're putting in place. All right? So anyway, so that's that. Uh, We have some other things, but that was one of the main highlights from that meeting. I think Mrs. English and I pulled away. She pulled some other stuff that we're going to actually reinforce what we're doing uh, as it relates to um, uh, our academic process. When we talk about the state testing, um, right now we're really working on trying to prepare our students for... Uh, the state test, or what we've done, is a no fear campaign, and I'll talk about that a little later, just to keep for sake of time. Uh, the conference were, uh, the, the conference going back to the conference. We did quite a bit of networking, as I mentioned. Um, one of the things that we are doing right now for our gifted and talented students, and right now we have three that are already in the program and we have two that will be added to the program based on the gifted and talented test, and one uh, was able to be added to the gifted and talented program based on our last state test. So that's very good for us. That We're really proud of that. So that lets you know that diverse campus we have. We have low, we have medium, we have high. And then, so what we did was we added, um, I hate to use this word because that puts us in another category, so I'm going to use this loosely, we moved it to what is a blended virtual learning environment for those gifted students. So we brought in or partnered with Pearson through Connections Academy, and Connections Academy provides enhanced uh, instruction to those gifted students, and not only those three students But we went ahead and added those two students that will be officially gifted and talented next year because they test them in second grade and you roll it out in third grade. But we went ahead and brought them into this virtual learning environment as well as those students who performed at an 80th percentile or higher on our math benchmarks because the 80th percentile is when you start to see that those students Are uh, moving into that gifted and talented arena so we took all of those students from kindergarten to sixth grade and we put them into this program so we have right now approximately nine students there's nobody from fifth grade uh, excuse me sixth grade that qualified however K-5, we have students from each grade that totals about nine students yeah. that are participating in that program, and they love it. They, it makes them feel important and special, etc. cetera. And is this the same program that we plan to use for the seventh and eighth? Right. But speaking of which, uh, and, and, I, and I listed that in my staffing um, conversation, and I didn't talk about it. But we're actually uh, proposing to do something a little different, because it is costly to do that, and based on our amendment, uh, it would have put us in what would have redefined our charter as a blended model school, because when your instruction, when core instruction is more than 30% on the computer, you are a blended school, and then there's different accountabilities for that. So... I partnered with a local administrator who helped me build out, this thing is locked up, build out a, can you maybe take a picture of this? Maybe we can send it to my team and take a picture of this. Because I can't, um, my, the internet is down. And uh, we can send it, or I can send it later. But the, she helped me build. A um, schedule for next year that will only require that we add two positions, and those two teaching positions are more cost-effective than the blended environment, okay, if that makes sense. So I can I can hire two teachers at a um, uh, lesser cost on the school than actually buying into this program. And so, and the way we're gonna do that is we're gonna have fifth, sixth, and seventh grade, they will be grouped together and, 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 and be um, taught by four content teachers. So we'll have one content teacher for math, one content teacher for um, ELA, science, social studies, etc. cetera. Well, I already have a fifth and a sixth grade teacher so now I just need to add two more teachers to uh, do those other two content areas, if that makes sense. Okay. And then we're going to group third and fourth group grade together, like we did in our last year with fifth and sixth grade. And the and the and the logic behind that is so that these because we're dealing with so many varying levels of academic proficiency, and we can get a teacher to only concentrate on ELA, for example, they can become like the guru for that grade span uh, in that subject area rather than having to learn all, subjects, all subject content areas for that grade span. And so that has been more of the trend, and even bringing that middle school model, that block schedule model down in early childhood has now become something that is a common practice. And so we're going to implement that. I've actually polled some of the teachers. They love this idea. And then what we're going to do is bring in Academic Enrichment, RTI. And when you see the form, it will be on the second page. We're going to bring in RTI and have it as a block schedule or part of the block schedule every day at 1220, all grades five through six, seven, excuse me, will receive what is called academic enrichment, which is uh, what we have used as RTI this year. But the difference is the content teachers will do the academic enrichment rather than like this year we have Miss Shorter who does the RTI. We have to pull them out. They call it the pull-out yeah. strategy. So instead of having that child to leave his, uh, his other peers to go into a special room alone or with a group of other students, he, will, he or she will stay with their class, and all of them will be provided at Richmond. Right. And they all could use it, if they high, medium, or low. Right. And how much more would that help us academically and, on our, and our scores? So to answer your question, we will still use the Pearson for the gifted, but for the whole entire seventh grade, <laughs> according to the, the discussion with the district, that would have put us in a new charter okay. category. So that's the route we went to that. I'm going to skip over some of the charter legislative stuff. You can read over that. I put in the email that we got from Mary Carmichael some of the things that they're working on. There is a new bill that they are proposing. You see that bill, H-4933, and there's some changes that they're proposing. Uh, The main thing that they're proposing is, um, uh, how charter schools are uh, held accountable as it relates to academics. How their uh, how uh, teachers are certified and the requirements of having certified teachers. How financial performances are rated to put that now as a part of the accountability piece, which is a it is a part of the accountability piece for our district, but now making it on the state level. So the stuff that we provide to our district. On a monthly basis, our financial reports, making sure we're fiscally responsible. We have a budget. We're looking at the budget. You know, we we got you know the count helping us code them correctly. You know, knowing the uh, state of our union, if you will, that will be lifted up to a state level. So it won't really see. We won't really see any changes, pretty much on the ground. But who's looking at the information? Uh, and that that will uh, make change right? The financial data that I sent to you is February's data, which we would have looked at that in March if we had met, but because of scheduling conflicts with all of us, and I, and, and it did work out because I wouldn't have been able to meet right. either, so I'm like, wow, this really worked out uh, that we couldn't meet, but the data that you see is from February. I put in your packet the note that this accounted with. I will have March's information to you by tomorrow. When I get that, I will send it to you, okay? All right. Let's talk about events, uh, state assessment. You see that there. Um, we do have a golf tournament. We would love uh, to see you all participate in that. The people, re- the, the parents really love that, at least the guys did, I guess, or the guys, the, the fathers or male stakeholders really love the golf tournament. We would love for you all to be active in that if you want to take a group and maybe you all pre- become a group and um, participate in that this year. That's on May the 7th. Um, so there you have it. Some other things. Um, as I said, relative to the state assessment, we are in a what we call a no-fear campaign. And so we're trying to take fear out of the hearts of the students as it relates to the state testing. There are many of them that have test anxiety. Uh, So we have a no fear campaign. And one of the classes, Mrs. Wheeler, who's really one of our top teachers right now, third grade, she and her class came up with a chant for the no fear campaign. So that's what you read when you look at the picture that says no fear And the first phrase of that cheer is, listen here, listen here, we come to tell you, when it comes to taking tests, we have no fear, no fear, because we're fully educated and ready. And I'm not doing it justice. My voice is rapping. (laughs) It's a bit bit more attractive when the students do it, and they're loud. We did a pep rally Friday, and they got really excited about that. They do it like a rap, and we had like a little – Uh, instrumental drum beat behind it. It was really innovative. Uh, The students loved it. Um, And you can see the picture has boxing gloves, like we're going to beat that test, PDMS is the best, we're going to beat the test kind of thing. They did all of that. So uh, you'll see that in there. You'll also see that we're working with um, what is called Study Island, which is a tutorial software If you look at that, you can see on that chart the number of hours each grade spent in or on that study island uh, report or, excuse me, system. Uh, Sixth grade has spent the most hours, 674 hours to date this year in all subjects. But as you look across the board, there's a lot of 60s, some 70%. So across the board, we're still not quite there as it relates to meeting the state standards or being academically proficient in our grade level. Now, that doesn't mean now when you take those numbers relative to the local school district, perhaps we are still outperforming them, but when you look and compare our students as it relates to other students in the nation, we still are, um, are low, absolutely, absolutely. I also put a little uh, note in here from my note that I sent to the to the uh, staff this week. We're trying to move away from having so many meetings every Monday. When it's something we can just send in an email to, just you know, and just reading all stuff. So we are. I sent a, a weekly uh, news update, not only to parents now. I also send it to our staff in lieu of meeting in person. And now when we meet in person, it's going to be a true professional development where we're growing the teacher rather than just talking about some procedural things and so we are using Google classroom as well if you all are familiar with that that's a, a um, that's a, uh, um, a application on Google where we can share information privately and it's like a it's like a uh, Facebook, social media type thing, but it's used professional, professionally where you can create surveys, you can promote, uh, you can create assignments, so I can assign teachers different things to look at, have them respond, and it's a way to collaborate. So we're using that as a way to communicate. I will wrap up with a couple of things. There's some pictures in there as I usually try to do in case you all are not looking at our Facebook page, but we had our um, um, kindergarten field trip. I see some things that are kind of off-centered here. A kindergarten field trip to the Riverbank Zoo this year, we broke them up into little pieces rather than breaking, bringing everybody to one place because the ages are differently, their interests are different. So K-2 through went to the zoo. Third and fourth grade went to the Boone Hall Plantation in Charleston because third grade is studying South Carolina history. During that grade, they really enjoyed it. Uh, the four, fifth and sixth graders went to Clemson. We had our Spring Festival Saturday. That was a blast. It was after Easter, but we still did an Easter egg hunt. They loved it. <laughs> they had 2,000 eggs, and oh, the kids works. all left with a basket full of. Woo-hoo! Yes, absolutely. They really loved that. And I'm going to tell you, they were not real eggs, they were purchased eggs. And uh, they were purchased eggs, and uh, they were purchased eggs. And Mr. McDonald was coming in, and our and we're about to wrap up. Um, So, in our conclusion, and as we wrap this up, oh, you were in in there. How you doing, (laughs) Doctor? I was going to give you our time. So, donuts for dads. We have that. One of our board members were present, Mr. McDonald. As we matter of fact. Uh, and as you can attest to, that it was a great turnout. And they really, the dads really turn out for those donuts. As I said, I don't know if they're coming for the kids or they're coming <laughs> for the donuts. <donors, laughs> they were really excited. And the kids are always excited about the donuts for dads. Again, I don't know if it's the donuts or the dads, but they really get excited about that. Um, and then last but not least, we are hiring. So we are looking for staff across the board. Because if I could get rid of some, I would, and I would <laughs> keep the others. So, uh, yes, because it is just, and, and I'm going to tell you, and, I, and I'm, and I'm, I'm saying that somewhat comedic, being comedic, but it, you have to really have the will, because it, it, to to do to to do the charter thing, because it's not a traditional. Where you even I I had a 12 year teacher in first grade, and it was a fiasco. The parents were complaining. I mean, it was just 12 years doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you can teach. It's like you could be a 30 year veteran as a clergyman, Mm -hmm. but it still doesn't mean you can preach. That's right. You understand, or it doesn't mean you can lead, or you could have driven for a car since you were 16, but you still are a reckless driver. Well, anyway, so I'm talking about those things because we can't afford. We have a 10-year contract. Now the law says in three years they can shut down a charter school wow. if they're not academically performing. We're not there because we're outperforming our local school district. Right. So that kind of becomes our bragging rights. And I saw I went to a leadership meeting today in Columbia, And I'm going to tell you, I'm kind of getting off script, but I'm going to tell you, I brag on our superintendent. Elliot Smalley is bringing such a refreshing um, perspective to the world of charter schools and education overall. I saw him at the meeting, and he makes a beeline to me, and he's like, Bailey, what's going on? I said, Elliot, what's going on? Is that dynamic whereas before we wouldn't have had that camaraderie. But this is this is good for us because not only am I talking about him, he's talking about us. He just brought in a new colleague you know how when you're you're the president, you bring in your own regime, so he brought in a guy from Tennessee, another innovative, youthful in thinking Uh, person, and uh, he goes, hey, there's this charter school, this is Mr. Bailey. They're doing great things down there in rural South Carolina. Listen, their school is on a dirt road, but they got passion down there. Listen, there's a teacher down there, and he's talking about Mrs. Wheeler, our third grade teacher. They have a teacher down there. Man, she is really rocking it down there. And so he keeps talking about it. He highlighted us at the last charter school meeting and said the exact same thing. And I also complimented him for his energy, for his um, appeal that he has for uh, uh, fresh ideas that he has for charter schools. And when Molly Spearman, our state superintendent, got up to speak, she said the exact same thing about him. I thought it was very ironic, the very words that I used. So. It, it, not only am I seeing is what I'm saying, is not just like I'm just so into him. Yeah. It, it is people see this. And so when Molly Spearman got up to speak, and she's highlighting certain ones, one that she says, I see, uh, Elliot Smalley, and he is bringing the energy, fresh perspectives to the world of charter schools and to, to the education, um, uh, uh, to education of South Carolina overall. And she, she also recognizes that. So I just thought I would did let you know. Just, no, 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 no. I, that, that, that was, that was um, something that Ellie did at a prior leadership meeting, but I was just saying she recognizes the energy that Elliot is bringing to um, uh, education as well as South Carolina. Because you have to, to note that being in education by default, you're lobbying for innovation. That's what charter schools are. You're saying the mere fact that we're here, we're saying we can do it better and we've got an innovative way to approach to make it happen. Because if we're doing the same thing as a traditional school, why are we here? So there's something we're doing differently. And right now we're really working on uh, Miss Yondo, Miss Smith, uh, who went out on maternity leave, who's coming back. Those two are really uh, my creative ones who are, they understand, as you see, I'm always planning, if you were in my office right now, you'll see a of notes that I have around the wall because when you're in here, I'm talking to vision, Just like we talk about little things like forward thinking or just those. I'm always thinking as the visionary, how do we keep infusing that. So if someone sits in there, their parents get the same spiel, and we start talking about it, and you see their eyes light up like I see it. But so we have to keep rehearsing the vision. Why are we here? It's about students, about changing lives. When we took those kids to Charleston and, and we were going over um, I guess it was the Santee, whatever the river is that? Cooper. River river. Cooper. Okay. And, and Yeah. And we're going over the and like, Ooh, look at the ocean you know, they think it's the ocean. And so they hear the oohs and ahs and like the like I said last year the little second grader who went to the Florence Darlington Tech and we went to the SMIT uh, building and she saw those uh, 3D printers and those robots doing those interesting things. She said, Mr. Bailey, when I get out of school, I'm coming to this school.
0: I'm going to this school. And it, and it really
1: almost brought tears to my eyes because this is one of our struggling students, but something was on in her. Right, something was... So it was this was embedded in her that I can do this. I can come to the school. And so that, at the end of the day, when you get stressed out, I know I get stressed. You're right. We're giving them choices. We we're, we're, were talking about, Jacobi and I was talking about this earlier, because we have reciprocity uh, of of, of tenure, because they're residents here, we have to prove it, and you don't have long to do it. So we need people with that energy. And so that's why, you know, and it's it's across the board, we actually have done better at retention than most charter schools. Usually every year it's a revolving door. Now, we've had our troubles in two grades with that revolving door. But across the board, our longevity and our retention is awesome. And the other thing, and I said I was going to close it as a preacher, is my last closing. This is really my last. Pull it was pull it my last closing. I was sick. My last closing. See? Like, we gotta go. okay, way, last, got by, to go. Okay. My, my my other thing is that, and I lost my thoughts. So maybe we do need to bring it in. But, but But basically what I'm saying is that when we look at recruiting for teachers, we're looking for those teachers that can understand the idea of why we're here and that they can connect with students. And one of the things we're going to look at next year is when we give you your roster, that you go and drive to see these houses because when you do, you're going to get a different perspective. That's good. Oh. You had a question? Yes, I was wanted to know um, what is – what based upon what you've seen – experience over the past two years in regarding, in regarding to teachers and the hiring process and the struggles that you had to go with hiring a teacher and firing a teacher or letting them go or saying, okay, this is not going to work. What are some of the different things that we can do or that you have already decided that you will do to make sure, I guess, to alleviate that from being an issue next year? Yeah, that's a market. it's hard to I I, I, I think I'm going to help shape your perspective a little differently because it's not about that we can do it better from recruiting because I've been in recruiting that's that's my expertise I I recruited C-level executives when I was in Atlanta I did it when I was here I did it for staffing I did it for North Star recruiting I understand that piece the problem with us is what I said is finding the wheel, okay, Okay. so, and, and I saw prefacing, I hear your question, I'm going to answer it, and, and there are some lessons learned. The lessons learned for us is to do more time with this vision casting. When you come here, are you called and not, and I don't, I don't sell it that way anyway. I, I, I still think I'm going to keep selling the vision, and that's what I have done, and people think they hear the vision. But they're only saying, I need a job, I need a job. Oh, yeah, I love kids. I love... Are you hearing me? Okay. This And, and how we do things uh, differently is spending some more time in that vision casting and setting up those processes. But I'm going to tell you what, the revolving doors is not about our systems. Because if you're a teacher, whether you have a book or not, a good teacher can teach in a tent. They can teach, you know, on the top of a car. They can take anything that's around them and use it as a lesson. They talk about perimeter or if they got a Kleenex box. Right. Or they got this, they can talk about volume or they can talk about, you know, history of how we move from one from ceramic to, you know, glass to plastic. You know, I'm just using that as an example. So what we do, what what we can do differently is spending more time in the vision casting. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? But the problem is, most of it has been plugging holes. We gotta have a body in there, to be honest. Right. I mean, we we just cannot have the, the students students there by themselves. Right. So we have to we have to look at it that way. And then the other thing is, because we're <coughs> in the county, okay. Most every teacher in this in on our campus. They don't live here okay. right now. The t- one teacher that we will lose because she had to relocate. She, we had her; she lived in Artsville, but her husband took a job, and she's one of our good teachers. And I'm I'm helping her even look for other things, other charter schools, because she wants to stay with charters. That hurts us
2: right.
1: because he's a good teacher. <laughs> um, I I don't know if we'll put it on records, yeah. but but um, but one of our teachers is real. Re- uh, relocating to Lexington, so that's an hour and a half drive. She's already doing it now, and it's a struggle. An hour and a half, 50 minutes, hour, hour and a half is too much, okay? Usually based on recruiting and based on even resources, you want to be around 45 minutes to your job. You know, anything over, you know, it needs to compensate because you're now moving into an arena. In my executive report? Uh, no, this was an email that you sent out that I was CC'd on. Oh, quite a bit. <laughs> if I included you, it must have been Iannis. I wanted to set a perspective perhaps. I don't know. Well, somebody you haven't received tracking forms. I guess it was about the study hours. I think that would have been Oh, right. and I copied you on that? Yes, you did. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, that might have been a mistake. I don't know why I did that. No, that was just a thing. <laughs> Now, there were some things I did want to include you on, but I don't know about why I included you on the tracking form. I don't know what that okay, is. Okay, Yes. Yeah, and teachers who have not sent in your tracking forms, please communicate with me via email with an explanation. Yeah, I accomplished you by mistake on that one. Okay. Oh, yeah. And that was a letter to them because I asked them to have data turned in to me mm-hmm. uh, because we're in this No Fear campaign and we need to know where each child is. Are they moving? If they're not moving, why are they moving? How can we plug in? To provide them the t- tools that they need to um, uh, rehabilitate them on some level, and so that's what that, that sort of is. And they and they were not doing it. Okay. So and I and we needed because next week, and state testing, we what's the state of the union? It's like you have to report up. And we've already agreed before the No Fear campaign. Nobody had any problems with it. Oh, yeah, it sounds good, but then where is the information? <laughs> um, that's what that was. Okay, yeah. All right. Are there any other
2: questions for
1: Mr. Bailey? No. All right. We're going to move on to old business, which there is. Well, the old business is going to be that. Oh, yeah, what the behavior, but uh, we'll, we'll get that. We're going to move on to new business, which are the which is something that Mr. Bailey uh, alluded to in his executive director.
0: nominating committee who then brings it back to the board and is voted on. And, um, you know, uh, Dr. Bailey can be involved in that, but that could pose a conflict of interest. If he's bringing the people to the board and technically the board members are his boss, um, that could cause a problem. So it really would need to be the board members that, I mean, he could suggest a person to us when we talk about it, whoever's the nominating committee, if it's one person, two persons, or whatever. That uh, that nominating committee brings it back to the board and at that point we put those people up for a vote and, and we do it like that. Or if we're gonna appoint, if we know someone is interested, uh we just you know would wanna do our due diligence and checking for any conflicts and then and then go from there. That's what I would suggest.
2: Mr. Bale, would
1: you be willing
0: to do that? Uh, I mean sure. Um uh now, that, now now you know i would need you know along with other board members i would just need people to for, if you ought to suggest um you know like like mr Bailey was saying um you know feeling that a former um members uh slot you know you def, do definitely need some more people in the teaching round <clears throat> to that are uh, that would be interested um being that I'm you know, being that my travels are taking me from Hartsville to Columbia to heart to Columbia, um you would definitely, you know, think about and ask around for anybody that I I think would be interested. But um <clears throat> I would definitely have no problem with running the conflict check and everything else, but I would I would prefer to defer to some of the educators on the board to find us uh some qualified uh Participants and board members um, in that realm, in that arena. <laughs> right. But I, but I have no problem helping taking uh, and getting everything situated once we have, you know, a couple names. And I have no problem with that at all. <laughs> well, um, we'll, we'll put that in place where
2: you'll be the, uh, I guess, the fact and conflict checker, and we'll get you
0: right. the names that, that we need to put on that list. Okay. Sounds
2: good. And how soon do we need to do that?
0: Do we need to try to get that all done by the next meeting? Or the, you know, Dr. Bailey?
1: You were you all were up for um your term was up in January. So okay.
0: So okay, so you were saying something about a uh, letter intent to continue.
1: Right um, put I, something I, like
0: that on file.
1: That's my Suggestion based on what I've seen is that Mm -hmm. if you're going to continue, we need to know. I guess your level of commitment. Are you committing your term, or loud, or you know, like Dr. Mm -hmm. Peters, for example, she, you know, couldn't complete her term, so she gave a letter of resignation, which we submitted to Mm -hmm. you all. But um, what we want to see. I would think you all would want to know each other's content I mean content intent you know uh, yes, you know what 'cause your your situations may have changed your um you know more responsibility, less responsibility, maybe you want to tackle on more um, so that that
2: would be my suggestion.
0: I got you um. Yeah, and I definitely think. I mean, of course, we don't want to deter or put a chilling effect on any board members' on participation. But I don't think we want to set a start setting a precedent for allowing board members to. Uh, I mean, if the terms are, you know, two years, three years, um, you know, we first start off asking for a commitment of another term, and then um, and, and kind of go from there. Um, because we, I don't think we want to start if we can help it. Uh, Splitting terms and appointing people, you know, in middle terms and, and stuff like that. I mean, you know, I'm a, in the event that conflicts arise uh, and/or you know, extenuating circumstances, but I don't want to try to pick people who can uh, be committed um, for at least an entire term.
1: Now, right now, what the? Um, I guess what I, I don't know if I, I got the intent of the, the heart of what you were saying. Are you? Are you? Wh- Tell me what you said again. I think I
0: might have missed it. Oh uh, Yeah. 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 What. What. I. What, what I was assuming what you were getting at is is, is we we're going to actually bring some people in appointed to uh and to fill in some slots. But I think you are actually going to give the option to existing board members that were when um, completing their letter of intent whether to serve another term, so on and so forth, just to to be specific and are you know, are we willing to serve an entire complete another term or are we are we okay with another year or another six months? I, no, did, no, I no, didn't no, know no. if we were wow. gonna start opening that door. That's that's what I was, no, no. What I oh, was okay. saying about <laughs> I, I I
1: I just want to make sure I was clear to you. I didn't want to I did I didn't want to make that impression. My the two things I'll speak to it is a two year term period based on the bylaws. So right. if you become a board member it says you will become it is a two it is a two year term, you know, mm-hmm. and I guess the uh, I hate to use that word assumption, speaking to an attorney here, but I guess the assumption would be if it's a two year term, you're signing up for the two years. Right. But the That's appointment right. based on the regs or the law is that instead of going through an election process, the law allows us to elect the board Appoint someone for that two-year term, if that makes sense. So instead, of,
0: I see. I see. Right.
1: Instead see. of going through it, because you all were, you all were technically elected because I sent, I had your names along with some other names, and uh, granted, you know, we did, um, you know, uh, recommend you. The planning committee did. I would say that were your predecessors recommended to all of you and we sent your names to the parent, and they and I have it here they, they selected you all to represent them so gotcha. but the appointees would not have to do that
0: I understand now I got you I got you
1: they would they would not have to do that so
0: <laughs> gotcha okay okay yeah. so fair enough fair enough fair enough
2: well um all right. Um, so,
0: yeah. We I mean, I just just uh, I guess the check and balance would would be uh, having that nominating committee, like like I said before, that that would at least be able to say that they talked to the person um, and did due diligence in terms of checking for any conflicts, check to see how what their level of interest was, and then that brings it. But then that brings it back to the board for appointment. So we won't have to go through the election process.
1: Yeah, and I, I do have um uh a couple of college professors from Coker that I mm-hmm. I would submit to your to the committee to okay. um to vet and to oh, cool. Yeah. And I have right. a and I have a template, a pre made letter that I would send to them. Um mm-hmm. so um, that would be something I would submit to the board, too. Yeah, because if I'm, you know, and, 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 you know, that's just something that as I'm, you know, out there I'm like, you know, is there a way you can help partner with our school? We have positions on the board. We have need for teachers. We need mentors. And so if they say, okay, I might be willing to look at, you know, the board, instead of going trying to find you guys, they're tracking you down I just give them some preliminary information, but nothing is official. Okay. You'll see in that letter, one letter that I sent to one professor, I said, this is just some information about us. I said, I was still, you'll read in the letter. I still have to send it to the board, and they'll have to, you know, go through their process. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, sir.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think, I don't, I don't see no problem. I definitely don't see no problem with that. I mean, um you know, if if I'm gonna be able to nominate a committee, if you you know if you get that letter to me, or get it to the board, so we can kind of look at it. Up, I guess it would be proper for the board to see that letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, well, I don't. I think you'll be fine with with the letter. If you you know just just shoot that by me, and then and then with that letter and the names after I did the conflict check, I bring it back to the board. I think we'll be fine.
1: Okay.
0: Cool. Be fine,
1: uh, and they still have to go through what you all went through a board training by the, you know, board right. training, tax and that sort of thing.
0: Gotcha.
1: And it would have to be filed cool. if, if
2: you okay. all voted. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I, would, I
1: would assume you all might do some special meetings if we, if I could get those names. Because uh, uh, at the end of the day, because I, you know, like from that that I was mentioning to you from Burry's Bookstore, the nuclear physicist, you know her last mm-hmm. name? I don't. You know? mm-hmm. Anyway, I, she will come here, and I will have to take on a tour. She wants to find out what we're doing. So I'm doing those kinds of things. Not Susan. Sandy. Sandy Brown. Sandy Brown. I the plan. Nuclear physicist. Right. right. Is, is that a good thing? Yeah, she could be. Okay, I was just. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. McDonald seems to have worked with her. Um, I, I don't know her personally, but she, uh, according to this article back in 2015, she's um, Sandy Brown acquiring the 43 year old Burry bookstore. She bought it. And she's very interested in finding out more about the school, so, um, so I, I would, you know, she would be that, going to wait, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, i pro right. I'm proposing it. She's, and that's the thing about boards is that networking, mm-hmm. and she knows a lot of people, and she got access to some smart up there, yeah. So, and you know, at the end of the day, that's always a topic of you discussion. know, so. so that would be somebody that I recommend. And the other person, Dr. Jennifer, as you know, I did some preliminary talks, but that saved you guys some time. she that she's overloaded. So I guess like it's like an informal thing. It's not. It's nothing formal. It's just me saying, hey, how you doing, and, you know, okay. that kind of thing. It's not like I'm officially
2: doing one thing or the other. And that's what we can do is um, everyone that's
1: here now, if, you're, if your intent is to remain on, submit that letter to me by, via email. And okay. then we
2: Forward from there, and in, in knowing uh, how many additional people we need to add to this body. All right. Are there any right. other? questions or comments, concerns? <clears throat> so no not at this time. No. Nope. Hello?
1: We're still here. Can you hear us?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm here.
1: Okay. Do we
0: have a motion to adjourn? So moved.
1: Second. Those in favor? Aye. 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 Meeting is adjourned until seven fifty. At seven fifty, until oh.
2: May the. What that date is? Eight nine. All right. That'll be it. So let me do. Eight ten. Eight ten. All right. Thank you, guys. Yes. All right. No problem. All right. Okay. Thank okay. okay. you.